1: let's do this everybody a new week of locked on lions right here on the locked on podcast network let's play it on a monday may 10th and a tuesday may 11th matt Derry with you thank you for listening and joining us today yes for those of you that listen on apple podcasts we're working on it it's close we should get that back back up and running in no time but again If you listen on Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us right here on Lockdown Lions, and we thank you for joining us today. I am excited. Coming up on the show today, the great Jim Nagy. Yes, Jim is back. The executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, draft analyst for ESPN, is going to be on the show today to break down the Lions draft picks, the UDFAs, and more. We love Jim. We're going to have him on the show today. Also... Albert Breer's Monday morning quarterback led with the Lions today. We'll tell you what he had to say about Detroit and what happened on draft night, et cetera. We're brought to you today by Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. We are on Twitter. You can follow us there, at Derry D-E-R-Y Speaks, at On Lions, and also on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. I'm so excited to talk to Jim Nagy. Jim knows all of these players inside and out. Many of whom he invited personally to the Senior Bowl after scouting them. Uh, Derek Barnes, Wu, Panay Sewell. All these guys were, were, were Senior Bowl guys that um, um, Jim Nagy invited personally. Uh, Big Levi, Onzerike. Um, So we'll talk to uh, Jim Nagy all about that. Kind of cool today. I've said this before, Peter King, ProFootballTalk.com, um, Pro Football in America column, and the Monday Morning Quarterback column from Albert Breer at SI.com, those are awesome Monday morning reads to kind of recap the NFL and, and everything that goes on. And this morning, uh, Albert Breer, uh, Monday Morning Quarterback, was all about, all about uh, the Lions, at least the, uh, the first story. Inside the Lions off-season overhaul plan. An authentic draft celebration. Um, or draft room. Hold on, I missed I miss this. Draft room reaction. How Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have worked together in Detroit. And why they were so excited about Penny Sewell. All of that today uh, at Monday Morning Quarterback. So, a uh, the, the couple of things that stood out to me from this article. That really I think fans need to know. Number one. This, this talk about Brad Holmes, the general manager, and Dan Campbell, the head coach, really being on a string, working together, collaboratively. And for anybody that says it's BS, or I'm not buying it, or the Lions will always find a way to screw this up, at least for right now, it's working. Because these guys truly are finishing each other's sentences. They were interviewed together for this story, and they're saying, listen, we're together on, the, on personnel. And we're, we're making decisions together and it's, they're on the same page. And how, how many times going back to, you know, Russ Thomas and Chuck Schmidt and Matt Millen, Martin Mayhew, whomever it was. And of course this, this Quintricia disaster, did we talk about that there was a divide within the organization? Now, am I telling you that it's perfect in Allen park and at two, two, two Rodwood drive Birds are tying bows in everybody's hair. Of course not. Of course not. All right? You know I still got sources in that building. I still hear whispers about some things. Nothing's perfect. But right now, the GM and the coach are aligned. And they're making decisions together. And the GM is saying, I think we need this. And the coach says, yeah, we do or no, we don't. But they have a discussion about it. And what I found interesting besides the whole being on the same page routine was that Brad Holmes admitted in this story that uh, a trade down was offered to him when the Lions were on the clock or right before that, when the Dolphins at six were taking Jalen Waddell. Um, And Breer wrote, quote, he was right not to trade the pick, too, because moving down likely would have led to the Panthers taking Panay Sewell and the Lions losing him altogether. Holmes said, we could have made the move and, quote, possibly still in a position to land him. But again, who was calling to trade up? Was it Denver at 9? Was it Dallas at 10? Who was it? Um, somebody trying to get ahead of the Carolina Panthers to get to Detroit's spot at 7. Maybe it was Chicago. Who knows? But the Lions knew, we need Panay Sewell. This is the guy that can finish blocks. This is a guy that's nasty. This is a guy that that, that is that is uh, uh, can be explosive, both on the field and off, and be a leader. And as Dan Campbell said to Sewell on the phone, we're building around you. You're a building block. You're everything we want. We're going to build this thing around you. Told him that. And that's kind of why they were so ecstatic, because there was some, course, doubt about Cincinnati at 5. Would they take him to protect Joe Burrow, or would they go with the receiver route? And Miami at 6, no one knew what the Dolphins were doing. The Dolphins knew rather quickly, because they turned that card in quick. But Holmes and Campbell are both in lockstep on, on, on this guy. And it was interesting, too, to read more of this piece about how Levi owns a Rike, the second-round pick. It was like Campbell and Holmes on Friday night at 2, two in the morning before going home to go to bed, Thursday night and Friday morning. Both said, we know who we want at 41 tomorrow. And they kind of looked at each other and they're like, hopefully Levi a is there. And lo and behold, the defensive tackle out of Washington was. So for right now, this is exciting. And these guys are on the same page. And I thought it was a good look today at MMQB about uh, where the Lions are with their leadership at the top. All right, We're going to talk to Jim Nagy from ESPN and the NFL uh, con- Combine, geez, the Senior Bowl coming up next. Hey, Lions fans, listen up. Nugenix, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT, To 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, you text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenix Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape absolutely free. All right? Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231-231. 231-Nugenics-Total-T, folks. Get it. Message and data rates may apply. BetOnline, fastest and easiest way for uh, all of your sports action. If you want to gamble on some stuff, let's do it. At BetOnline.ag, baseball's in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. You can bet on NHL. we got playoffs coming up. NBA, last week of the regular season. UFC, MMA, whatever it is, it's all there for you at betonline.ag. Stop sitting on the sidelines. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs in hockey and basketball. And, of course, whatever else you want to put money on. You want to put money down on the Lions over five and a half wins or under whatever? You can do it at betonline.ag. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. L O C K E D O N. Bet online, your online sports book experts. It's become a tradition on Locked On Lions. We love talking to this guy before the draft and after the draft. I think he's as good as they come in, in, in analyzing players, of course. He's the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl and an analyst for the ESPN when it comes to the NFL draft. Our man, uh, Jim Nagy, is with us. What's up, Jim?
0: Hey, Matt. Appreciate you uh, having
1: me back on. Always love talking to you, sir. Are you, did you get some rest last week?
0: Uh, <laughs> not much, but but uh, we're good. We're all good.
1: <laughs> well, you sounded great on the radio side. I know you were. You did. Uh, it was wall to wall action and uh, a full day on, on ESPN Radio that day, going through the the uh, you know rounds four through seven. That must have been fun
0: yeah it was a lot of fun uh Jason Fitz who was our host and, and Ian Fitzsimmons Mike Tannenbaum and I had a great time with it and there's there's not too many de- degenerates like myself that can speak on the uh <laughs> fifth and sixth and seventh round players intelligently so um I guess I bring I guess I do bring that to the broadcast knowing uh knowing the guys not many people know about that's that's my value
1: so what do you think of what Detroit did uh last week
0: yeah, I, I really liked it. I mean, obviously, Penny Sewell, I mean, everyone's been hearing about him since last summer. So, uh, to, you know, to get a cornerstone piece on the offensive line, you now you've really built that up. You've got some really good young players. I mean, Jonah Jackson's going to be a good one. Ragnall, obviously, is, is one of the best in the league. Taylor Decker, um, whoever they slide in there at guard, Logan Stenberg. Um, that's, that's a, that really Penny really solidifies that front. And then I thought they, they really made some hay in their next their next three picks, and they were um, you know, a bunch of more senior bowl guys. So, like, Levi Island where ZK from Washington, Derek Barnes from Purdue, Mela from Syracuse. I mean, all those guys were here in Mobile. Um, and then McNeil, um, the defensive tackle from from North Carolina State. um had a bunch of guys that should be able to come in right away and be contributors.
1: Let's go back to Sewell for a second. You and I had spoken before the draft, right? Where is Detroit going to go at seven? Will they trade back? The ecstatic nature of that Lions war room, with, with the the, the Brad Holmes hugging and, and Dan Campbell going nuts for getting Sewell at that spot, boy, Jim, you talked about it. Getting the old lineman early, you can get your receivers later on, even next year if you want. But to solidifying that front, especially on that offensive line, they were ecstatic uh, to get a guy like him. And do you like that philosophy?
0: Yeah, I do. I think you, you have to build big. You got to build up front. Um... So that was I really, I really, you know, I'm in alignment with that philosophy. And and to what you spoke about with Brad and, and Dan going nuts in the draft room, I love that. You know, like, like that's why you should do it. I mean, you should you should work in football because you want to have fun with it, right? And to get a guy that you're excited that excited about. Um, but but really, my main takeaway from those guys celebrating stuff was how close those two are. This quickly, um, I don't know how much. I mean, I'm sure you know much better than I do, Matt, but. I don't know, like the background between Matt and Dan or uh, uh, Brad and Dan, but uh, just to see the genuine kind of camaraderie between those two guys, that that was pretty cool on draft day.
1: You know, and that's that's interesting because Albert Breer wrote today in Monday Morning Quarterback, and before you came on, I was talking about it here a little bit on the podcast. It is refreshing around here, and you being a Michigander, you know, there's been so much infighting, uh, divisiveness over the years, whether it's a coach not agreeing with a GM and manure these two guys like you said are, are in lockstep and you've been in some front offices in your day you know how important that is right
0: yeah it's it's extremely important it's by far the most important relationship in the building if, if your gm and your head coach aren't aligned and to me you're, you're just treading water or losing ground that, that's that's critical that's a critical piece you know at any time it's uh you know kind of an arranged thing between those two it's not like one brought on the other i from what i understand like the search the searches were done independently and that those are the two guys they landed on for the for the two different uh for the two different jobs so to see them hitting it off like that and i did see i did see dan and brad at the lsu pro day um with lance newmark they were down there for that so those guys had obviously been doing some extensive travel on the pro day circuit together as well and that that came through when they were on the clock there and they made that pick. I thought that was awesome.
1: Jim Nagy with us, of course, from the Senior Bowl, runs that, and uh, an analyst for the draft for ESPN, was on ESPN Radio all day uh, on Saturday, two Saturdays ago. You mentioned Onzarike a little bit. Uh, a surprise for some that the Lions would go D tackle in the second round, but you know Brad and Dan, when they left the building on, on Thursday night, that was the guy they wanted for Friday, and boom, they get him. Tell me a little bit about what, what you saw in Mobile with him.
0: Yeah, we, uh, you know, they were excited to get him because he could have been, he could have went in the first round. Um, you know, Levi's a guy, he was at the top of our board on the interior D line going back to last summer. And obviously he opted out. So we had no re, no reason to move him. But, uh, you know, I saw some people through the process knock him for lack of production, and whatnot. But I mean, if you just put on the tape and you watch Levi, you can't just look on paper to see his value. I mean, he, he is a truly disruptive guy with his get off quickness. He has power. Um, to me, he's the type of guy. He just blows stuff up for people around him. So, um, he not, he might not always be getting the sack, but he creates for everyone around him. And, and he's one of those, it's one of the unique guys that, that can get upfield and penetrate. And he has that kind of athleticism, but he can also hang at the point of attack and hold, hold guys up and, and keep linebackers free. So he's really a kind of a do it all, um, interior defensive lineman. So, you know, he, he opted out. Then he got hurt here at the senior bowl. It kind of limited. What he could do at pro day, so his process, his pre-draft process, you know, obviously wasn't ideal for him. Um, had I think he would have put a full week in here at Mobile and, and shown what he could do here, and then went to pro day and tested like I know he can test, I do think he would have went in, you know, somewhere in the twenties in the first round. So for them to get him there, I, I did think it was really good value.
1: And again, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm thinking of that pick need you know, linebacker, J.O.K. from Notre Dame, somebody like that, uh, Morig, the, the the safety from TCU, and then they go grab a D-lineman and, again, say this is the best player available. And whether we have interior D-lineman, which they already have, and Brockers and Hand and, 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 and whatnot, they're, they're still going to take that guy.
0: Yeah, and he's different. I mean, I've, I've scouted Michael Brockers. I've scouted Deshaun Hand. Um, this guy's just different than them. They don't have, you know, just looking at their depth chart, with guys like Pennicini. I mean, that, they don't have anyone with this kind of this guy's kind of athleticism on the roster right now. So, um, yeah, he's he's going to be a really good player. I, I would expect him to make an immediate impact.
1: Jim Nagy, with me. All right, what about Melafon Melifanwu? I know he was there at your game. Everybody raving about him and and the size and speed combo. And and again, you can never have enough corners in this in this league, right, Jim?
0: No, no, and he, he's got really cool flexibility that I I, I don't I didn't see a lot of people talking about during the pre-draft process. He's another guy. You got him in the third. I thought he was definitely going to go in the second, um, so that was, a, you know, that you got him around later than I thought he would probably go, but it whatever he was, six, two and a half, 208 pounds, 210 pounds, running high four-fours, jumping 40 inches, doing all those things he did, um, and the point that, that I think a lot of people didn't see was down here in Mobile. Uh, you know, the coaches put him in, a, in some one-on-one stuff at safety covering tight ends. And that's where he was immediately stood out. I mean, this guy has the size and strength to hold up against tight ends. He can obviously run better than all of them. Um, so that's a really cool spot that those guys are hard to find. As we know, everyone in the league is looking for that mismatch guy at tight end. Well, if, if, if the league's going that way, you also need guys that, on, on the other side that can defend them. So to find that chess piece that can match up with the athletic tight ends, I think he fought too as the guy. Um, so that's, you know, even if he doesn't win one of those outside cornerback jobs out of camp, and, and I could see him winning one of those jobs, if he doesn't, he's, in, to me, an immediate sub-downs contributor because of what he can do handling tight ends.
1: More with Jim Nagy. I want to ask him about Derek Barnes and certainly some UDFAs that were on his radar that he saw in Mobile. First, got to tell you about our friends at Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. You know about this. been telling you about it for now a year. Built Bar is incredible. I don't like protein bars, but I love when my Built Bars come in the mail. They are the best, including that Cookies and Cream Bar, which is just fantastic. You want to get Built Bars now? Get them and get 15% off your order with a promo code of LOCKED15. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your first order. Just use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I have one every single day. Our buddy Jim Nagy with us from the Senior Bowl and ESPN NFL Draft Analyst. All right, Jim, I've been, and you and I have talked about it for years, the whole Jared Davis thing, but I've been, just been dying to see the Lions get that sideline to sideline linebacker, and here they are with, with Derek Barnes from Purdue, kind of later than maybe some people expected. Why do you think he dropped a little bit, and what do you think about the fit in Detroit? Yeah, uh, Derek's one of my favorite
0: guys in the draft, not just the player, um, but the but the person, uh, you know, going back to Jared Davis, I do think Jared's going to be better in it with a new change of scenery. I know Lions fans don't want to hear that, but uh, <laughs> I think Jared Davis is going to is going to show himself out in New York this year. But but Derek is a guy that really rose up for us this year. Um, you know, when we did him over the summer at Purdue, they used him uh, mostly as a as a as a guy in the line of scrimmage, brought him off the edge a bunch, so you saw his pass rush. Um, but then this year they moved him back off the ball, which where he played as an underclassman. And uh, you really saw the instincts, and it was it was something that got better, really, over the course of the year. So you, now you've got an instinctive guy that can run and hit off the ball, um, also has pass rush versatility. And in terms of the guys we had in Mobile this year, um, you know, you could count on one hand. He's on that really short list of guys that uh, I think it's a safe bet he's going to be a Lions captain at some point um, in short order. He's mature off the charts. He's very focused. He's very driven. Um, you meet him, you feel like you're meeting a grown man, not a, a young guy coming out of college. So, um, just bring a ton to the table. And he, he didn't just rise up for us. I mean, he's a re- he's a guy that got really hot late in the fall uh, with NFL teams that we that we spoke to. I mean, everyone was starting to get on the Derek Barnes bandwagon. So another guy that got him in the fourth probably got him around earlier. I didn't think I didn't think Derek could get out of day two. Um, I thought he'd go somewhere in the third. So um, that linebacker run happened a little late. I think that that's a position you can get starters, you know, in the fourth and fifth round typically just because teams don't don't take off the ball backers. It's just not a, a valued position. It's kind of like running back. So um, to me, he's a guy I, I do think Derek's going to be a starter, and I don't think it's going to take him too long to get there.
1: Wow. Future captain. That's uh, That's kind words, Jim.
0: Matt, you're gonna love it, man. Like wait till you meet this guy. Wait till he shows up at training camp and stuff and you meet this guy. He's gonna be a fan favorite because he's probably gonna do a bunch of the community and he's just uh he's just a stud of a person. Like you you walk away from meeting him and you're like, Wow, is that kid? He's really, really impressive guy, really sharp guy.
1: That is that's awesome. That is awesome. All right, so you know, everybody was talking about receivers and they got one in Amon Ross Saint Saint Brown and everything, but in the UDFA, when, when when the draft ended, it was like boom, boom, boom. Lions just loading up on receivers. And I know you like some of those guys.
0: Yeah, and when you look at the depth at the position, it makes sense. If I'm a if I'm an agent with a, a guy that slid out of the draft, I mean, this is going to be a Detroit Lions are on my short list of of who I, where I want my guy to go. So, you know, Jonathan Adams from from uh, Arkansas State, huge catch radius guy, plays really strong, blocks his tail off um great in the red zone he's a guy that that we strongly considered um for the senior bowl uh, didn't run a great 40 time but his play tempo is good and just as i think his play style is going to carry over and help him on special teams which is going to be really important for all these guys um you know then sage Serrat is a guy we did have in mobile from wake forest i think that uh you know sage kind of hurt himself by opting out this year and then he came down here and he hurt, he hurt his knee so he didn't get a lot of work done here and he had to have a scope um coming out of the senior bowl and just never really got on track because sage is a good football player on tape um but you know most people knew sage wasn't going to run a great 40 time you know this is even going back to last summer when we spoke to the people at wake forest i mean they said yeah sage is a great player for us but you know the only thing that might hurt him is the 40 time and that that Turned out to be true, so um, you know, very similar to Adams in the sense that he plays really big on the football. He's a mismatch. He's great in the red zone. Fifty-fifty ball guy. Um, he can run routes. A lot of bigger guys are not good at the top of a route. Sage is pretty good at the top of a route. So yeah, I think he should definitely be in the mix. I mean, there was you go back to last summer. People had Sage Surratt in some first-round mocks, Matt. That that to me that goes to the nonsense of uh, the way too early mock thing. We, we can do a whole. <laughs> Best on that. Yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a real big guy on the, uh, the summer mock first round drafts, but, but Sage is a talented guy. And then Javon McKinley's a, a guy from uh, Notre Dame. They had a couple guys that really emerged this year for the Irish McKinley and uh, Ben Skoranek. Skoranek was in the Senior Bowl, he got drafted by the Rams. Um, but McKinley's a big guy that was kind of a late bloomer um, in South Bend, and he can get down the field and he can run. So uh, they got three guys there that are all going to be in the mix. And, uh, you know, at least one, but probably two of them are going to emerge and, and could make that roster.
1: Final thing, Jim, Any, anybody else stand out on that UDFA list that, that you got your hands on and, and liked?
0: Yeah, you know, we ended up not inviting Rakeem Boyd, the running back from Arkansas, but he's talented. Uh, we liked him. We liked Devontae Beckett, um, the linebacker from Marshall. Not real big. The, the knock is going to be size. He's not a real big person. Uh, but man, I love his play style. He runs, he hits, he plays violent, really instinctive. I mean, this guy was was all over the field for Marshall, and we were we were close to pulling the trigger on Tavante as well. So, if you're looking as like a, kind of that hybrid, will linebacker, strong safety type of player, and a guy that could make an immediate impact on special teams, I think that's the weight of the roster for for Tavonte, and I could see him doing that. Um, and then a guy that I've I've got to bring up is Drake Jackson, the center from Kentucky. He was at the Senior Bowl, um, you know, came down here, competes his tail off, not the biggest guy in the world, you know, but I think that he's played a ton of great football at Kentucky. The knock will be size, but he's such a good technician. He's so smart and he's so tough. And, you know, to bring up the toughness part, he separated his shoulder on the first drive of the Senior Bowl game. And we had a bunch of injuries late in the week. And because of COVID, we couldn't bring in extra bodies. And Drake played the entire rest of the game with a separated shoulder. Oh man! You talk about a dude in an All-Star game where most guys would just tap out and call it a day and put his teammates in a pinch. He fought through it and played the rest of the game. So I can't, I can't say enough about Drake Jackson. And what a stud he is! Um, he's going to find. Hopefully, it's in Detroit. But he's the kind of guy, guys like Drake Jackson play, he reminds me very much of David Andrews when David Andrews was coming out of Georgia as an undrafted free agent. And now, you know, 10 years later, David Andrews is won a bunch of Super Bowls and he's a team captain for the New England Patriots. And I think I, I see Drake as a very similar prospect to David Andrews.
1: Jim, you are the best. Uh, always love talking to you. Great work. And um, we'll do it again soon.
0: Yeah, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Love talking to my Lions.
1: Jim Nagy with us, Executive Director of the Senior Bowl, NFL Draft Analyst for ESPN. He's everywhere, does a fantastic job. That'll do it for the Monday edition of Locked On Lions. More tomorrow right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.